0: This is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
1: Together, we can rule the galaxy as far from sun.
0: Ah! Behold my stuff. Hey, everybody! It's Gil and Rex, and this is Behold My Stuff podcast. The podcast. It's a podcast for teenagers, teenagers, teens. Have we decided? Kids, you're a t- still a kid. Yeah. Kids all and their right. parents, by okay. kids and their parents. Stop talking over me, boy. It's I'm I'm the parent. I'm kid, you probably figured that part out. And uh yeah, we're back to talk about more stuff. I realized in that last little segment we were kind of all over the map, and I guess that's how it's going to be. Just as we get our yayas out with this first episode back after a year, uh, a year's hiatus. You can hear that Rex has matured some since we last left you. Yes, isn't that right, Rex? Yeah, Dad. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, we are going to talk now about, about Andor. About Andor. About Cassian Andor. Cassian Andor says good. says uh, uh, Baron Baron Mc McFartbag. Baron- <laughs> Dad, what are you doing? Here? What are we doing here? Baron Harkonnen. Okay. I still say Harkonnen because I I did uh, come up first with the David Lynch version of Dune. Um, before the Denis Villeneuve, am I saying that right? No. So. Um. Yeah, it's good, good. It's a that's a good movie. We'll get to that one some other time. Um. No, we're going to talk about Andor, Andor, Andor. Yes. And um, generally, we are very positive. We're very positive about it. Uh, we were just saying as we were signing off in the last little segment that um, Rex and I both like Rogue One. I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of people my age who who did not like it. I know a lot of people who said it was just a bunch of fan service. Uh, you know, I, I, some people that I really, really like and respect, you know, they kind of make fun of it and they're like, Oh, look, there's a, there's one of the Mad Hat Walkers and there's some stormtroopers and there's a Death Star. And, you know, mm-hmm. they kind of poke fun at it like it's, it's completely unoriginal. I like all that stuff. That makes it feel, I mean, that familiarity makes it feel a little more legit and more established. Uh, also,
1: I think people can generally agree that it's the best looking Star Wars film by a long shot. I think
0: it looks great. Um, certainly compared to the sequels and prequels, uh, it looks prequels fantastic.
1: Especially. Sequels, effects wise, look pretty good, but they don't have any outstanding shots. You know Ugh, what I'm saying?
0: Sequels. Don't even get me started on those. They look movies. fine. I, I was talking uh, I think I mentioned in the last movie, I was talking about this movie. with this. The the, <laughs> the last segment here that I was talking to a student today and they were they and I were, were talking about, you know, what a disservice they kind of did to some characters and how they really, you know, they really ruined Luke Skywalker in a way. Well, anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. Yep. But but we Rex and I really like mm-hmm. I want to see at walkers. I want to see TIE fighters. I mean, we're talking about the Empire. We're talking about an established military power. Uh, why wouldn't you see all of those things? If you, if I didn't see those things, that would be weird to me. And we still get
1: the new ships. New, yeah, there's some new, new fighters, new, new ships, new
0: rebel ships, new troopers.
1: We got U-Wings, TIE, it's not Interceptors, TIE Strikers, um, Scarif Troopers who look amazing. Beach Troopers, they look yeah, amazing. First time you see Death Troopers in live action, they're, they look amazing.
0: Rex and I also think Rogue One has the the best cameo ever because it's short and sweet. It's one and done. When R two and C three C three O P, oh my gosh, it's c- a little late. C three po c C three P O. Three P O. Um, when they're like Scarif, we're getting Scarif.
1: Nobody
0: tells me anything. Nobody tells me anything. I don't know why I've made yeah, I've made him sound I'm... like a character from Mary Poppins. It's great. Um, it's great. Yeah, that was it, one and done, and it makes sense because they're going to be they're going to be on the ship with Leia. They're all leaving together. You know, they're on. I guess that ship is in the hold in Raddus's ship. What's Radis's command ship called? Don't know. Anyway, it gets we, destroyed. Rex and I like some Admiral Raddus. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, Andor, we really like Rex. Wh- yes. I mean, what are you liking the most about Andor? Um.
1: Okay, so I want to say something real quick. Go ahead. A a criticism that's been said a lot for the show is that it doesn't feel like Star Wars, and then if it wasn't Star Wars, it wouldn't succeed with this story. But I don't feel like that really matters, because if what is Star Wars has been what we've been getting recently with Kenobi and Book of Boba Fett, I don't want Star Wars. And also, Uh I feel like... Star Wars can just be a backdrop for any story you want to tell. Now, obviously, they're using a pre-existing character you mean and stuff. In the Star
0: Wars universe, yes, sure. Star
1: Wars can just be a place to tell any story you want to. And I'm really enjoying this story. Um, I'm not being bothered by the slow pace because the show is well acted and well directed, and it looks phenomenal.
0: It does look really good. The it costumes looks so are excellent. Good. The effects are the practical. Of Rex, Rex, and I are both. Very big fans of as much practical effect as possible. I mean, for me, in a perfect world, it would be most programs or films or shows like this would be as much practical effects as possible. And then we always use the. Um, if if any of New you York are fans History. of the Dark Crystal Age of yeah. Resistance program, Netflix, where they did a, one yeah, season, it good. was
1: actually good,
0: but it was it, good. The
1: budget was too high and didn't get enough money. Let's not yeah. get
0: too caught up in that, it except to say that primarily. Um, they did, and in fact, if you look at the making of, they even had some, like, test runs where I think they tried to do, like, a fully cgi Gelfling, and it just looks super weird. And so what they did was, uh, which I think, you know, really um, does does right by the memory and the work of, of Jim Henson, mm-hmm. um, they used puppets, they used pr- practical effects, and then just kind of, like, uh, d- it detailed yeah. it with, with the computer-generated effects, and it looked really great. And I feel like they're, they've they figured that out, and they're doing it in Andor and, and a couple of, of other shows. Mandalorian, I think, does it to a certain extent. Though it seems like Andor is really leaning into like actual sets, yeah. um, full on. Um, if you
1: haven't watched it, I think you can find out Disney Plus as the Disney Plus Day special look or something. It was also what was shown at the Rogue One re-release. Um, of the behind the scenes before the show came out, where they talk about this, and you see some footage of them on the actual set, in actual it's great. places. Oh, it's to the so point cool.
0: to the point that if you didn't know it, uh, listening audience, they even like I don't know if they did this for the whole program, where they yeah. had like an orchestra kind of off to the side, out of the camera shot, obviously, but playing like the score. Maybe not always, but in certain scenes, where like. You know, so the actors on set. I always thought that maybe on occasion, if they had the music somehow first. I mean, this is a tricky thing to do because often I think when you see like you see old clips of you know John Williams conducting his orchestra, like the London. I don't know what London is it. London Phil Symphony Hartley's. Orchestra. Right, thank you. Um, you know, and if they've got the movie up on a screen and they're kind yeah. of playing along. Yeah, but yeah. in this case, the composer of the music, primarily, it was written, and then they're like playing it on set while the actors are acting like that's so great it's so fun and the recording's very good and it's very lively and it feels very like attached to what's going on because like it really was and also, that that just is one more little quality uh-huh. that makes it so much better than everything else
1: on practical effects too, the droid i don't remember saying be something or just be um
0: oh the red one i is, love him
1: that's first off all practical. you
0: got me you got me with that one i'll buy the toy i'm not gonna lie i like him better than r2d2 Wow. Ooh, that's a well, hot take. Uh, that's, that's a bold statement. First off, all all right, I might be I might be a little crazy. I saw something from behind the scenes. No, because they ruined R2-D2 for me, just like they ruined Vader. More on that later. Go ahead, sorry.
1: But, if you look at the droid, I always assumed, as soon as I saw him, that, like, it was actually moving on set and stuff, and that was real. But I didn't think that, like, the inner like discs inside, which were moving stuff, I didn't think that would be real. I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw some behind-the-scenes thing of it. That's all practical.
0: Do you know who did the voice for B? No, Who's I do not. I would and like it, to it, know. It's,
1: it's really good. It's good. It's really good. The show is good. It looks good. The score is good. We've gotten, like, basically no obvious references to stuff. We got, like, a brief Starkiller reference in the Force Unleashed games. You don't know, you don't know who that is. Um, You're right. I do not, not know episode. what that is. That's a game we said? It's yeah. Game reference. We saw, like, a kind of torn apart Y-Wang in the scrapyard or the dock whatever it was on uh, Farrick's, it was where his ship, Andrew's ship was, and I've enjoyed it. It's not in your face. Even like the so, like side characters,
0: small characters, look, like these are all characters we don't know. I mean, back to Rings of Power as an example. Rings of Power is like trying to develop characters who mm-hmm. are unknown, they don't and they're just me. like, they're not interesting. I don't care. It just like doesn't work right. It doesn't fit right. In Andor, there's, what is her name? Is it? bix yes um i like her i think her performance is solid she's well written um you know i'm interested i want to know more oh i think certainly Uh, because i i think they pretty heavily implied that she and cassian had some kind of romantic past so i'm guessing they're going to try to bring her back in some way or we're going to get a little bit more of, of her potentially um that whole third episode
1: was so good
0: that was the one where we meet uh, Sarsgard's character. see him for the first him in the end time. Too, But yeah, I mean it, it is it is very he's good. He's
1: really good in this show. He's very
0: good, and the actress. I'm embarrassed to admit because Rex and I did not prepare too much. But the um, woman who plays Mon Mothma, I
1: think I know her is Genevieve something.
0: Um, I'm sorry, Genevieve. How, how rude of me. You're you're quite good. She's very good. Um, I.
1: I I've enjoyed just seeing her and Bail Organa a lot, just in Star Wars. I I'm did, ready I for them. some Jimmy Smiths. Oh, he didn't look too good in Kenobi. Though, I got it. Nothing
0: looked good in Kenobi. Oh my gosh, guys! Okay. Kenobi. One thing looked Ugh. good in Kenobi:
1: the background of uh, come on, Aldrin. the background of Aldrin looked good in Kenobi. That's all.
0: Here's the thing, like. You know what? You know what surprises me? What?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Well, what I surprises me ahead, is this.
0: Ahead. You could tell anybody who watched any of like the. There's a very interesting interview. I think it's on the same making of um, segment that Rex and I were referencing earlier, where um, Diego Luna is sitting with. I want to say it's the Tony gentleman Gilroy. who's the show. OK, what's his
1: name? Tony Gilroy. The runner Yes, I don't think he's directing, but he did the script and is they're unsettled.
0: I mean, you could genuinely tell just by listening to these two gentlemen talk that they really care about the show. They really care about the characters. And like they weren't going to do anything that wasn't really good. And the thing is, I thought that and McGregor, I thought the same thing initially of him. Because I really believed, especially because the prequels are, you know, they're a little dicey. And I thought, okay, Ewan McGregor's no fool. Here's his chance to really come back and do something that totally kicks butt. He's a fine actor. He wants, He. I think everybody agrees, he was very well cast as, yes. as the young Kenobi. He's easily
1: one of the best parts of the prequels.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so I was like, there's no way he's going to let this be a bad show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, who knows how much power an actor really has. Like I was, again, back to my conversation with my student today, we were talking about, you know, we were just kind of sitting there dumbfounded as we were talking, saying, like, Mark Hamill, how did you let them do this to Luke? How did you let them destroy, like, the legacy and everything that you've done? Like, did you not have him. more power and influence? I mean, are they? But, you know, who knows what he's their contractual in, obligations are. Is he going to be? Well that's, well, that's true. He's like the CGI version, which looked better in the in the um, also you know, real in quick, the, in the second season of, of One, Mando. What? Uh, back to Rogue One.
1: I think you meant it looked better in Book of Boba Fett than it did in Mando. Anyway.
0: Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, I forgot that that wasn't Mandalorian. I know. Those, those it episodes. was.
1: It was. It was Mando season
0: 2.5. Um, There's one more thing I want to say about Rogue One before we run out of time. To, I also want I... to say
1: something about Rogue One. Is that people criticize the CGI Tarkin and Leia a lot.
0: I was just going to say that. first off. I like the Tarkin. Myself. I don't
1: think they look too bad. And second, despite them not looking perfect you have to acknowledge what a technological achievement it is that they look even that good. Like, they really, they they look surprisingly good. And I think that should be acknowledged.
0: I don't have any problem with Leia just because her moment is so small. It's like, who cares? Like, really, everybody's going to get wound up about that? Uh, Okay. Tarkin? I thought that looked okay. I feel like I've seen way worse. Everybody talks about the uncanny valley of Tarkin and how bizarre it is. Like... I don't know, man. I didn't think it looked that bad. I feel like the actor who's underneath, and again, sorry, guys, no prep. The actor who they used for Tarkin, if anyone's a Harry Potter fan, and I don't even remember his name, who's the guy who becomes the leader of the Ministry of Magic? There's that scene where they're all sitting at the very long table. Snape shows up late. They've got that one professor like hovering mm-hmm. in the air and they kill, you know, he, yeah, he kills her. About, and there's the guy all the way at the other end. He's the one who becomes the, the head of the ministry of magic. Once, uh, once uh, Voldemort's taken over, that's the actor who plays. Scrimger?
1: I don't remember the kid. I don't no,
0: Scrimgeour the... gets killed.
1: Oh wait. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, Rex is going to look it up. Um, that's the actor who's playing Tarkin. Apparently he had some very similar similar, <laughs> similar facial features. thickness. Ah, Thickness. Uh, Thickness. Um, Yeah, that actor uh, is playing Tarkin, and I think his performance is great. Uh, uh, I think... um, Guy Henry. Guy Henry. Well done, Mr. Henry. Uh, Yeah, uh, we're going to talk more about Rogue One here, but yeah, Rex and I did not have any problem with CGI. We thought the movie was excellent. We don't have a problem with the fact that, spoiler alert, so many people die because, you know... This is Star Wars, after all, and I think this is where like things are getting really real for the Rebellion because the Death Star is coming. All right, we're about to run out of time. And I feel
1: like we kind of derailed from Andor, so we'll do an Andor part two. Yeah,
0: we're going to keep talking about Andor. Um, Thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back with another little segment of Behold My Stuff. Podcast. Behold My Andor. Podcast. Pants. Bye.